I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to Overtime here on 106.7. The fan coming to you from studio Friday night. Ben Standing here. Flew in from Indianapolis. I spent the, most of this week at the NFL Combine Getting a, a sense of the prospects, talking to folks about what the Washington Commanders might be up to in the draft, in trades, in free agency. There is a lot to get to. Even just in the last few minutes, we've had, I guess you call it a report. I don't know. Did you call something a report that's like super obvious? We'll get to that in a minute. Russell Wilson is is basically the topic there. We'll get into that in a second. Um, we're gonna talk. We've got we've got a guest heavy show. We're gonna talk about a bunch about the combine. We're going to have our friend Bricciaroli on to explain why baseball just hates fun. Um, and we're going to talk uh, with our uh, producer here, Linnell, who's behind the glass. And he is in charge of keeping me propped up so we don't have like a weekend at Bernie situation. Because Linnell, as I explained to you, uh, it was a very sleep-deprived situation at the Combine. Because you were working, man. You were working. I, I was. It's not like I'm sitting – I mean, first of all, there's no complaints. It's part of the gig. And it's not like I'm sitting here saying – that like I was like three sheets to the wind. Is that a term that you kids use anymore? I was is about that... to say you're gonna have to uh, get me up to speed on that one. Yeah, basically. Let's. I'm just saying it wasn't like I was like you know it, you know face down in in the gutter you know uh, ha- having had one too many uh, cocktails <laughs> or anything. Okay. But it's it's a it's it's a long day situation out there because I I, I don't know, but I'm assuming you've not been to the uh, to the combine before. I have not. On my bucket list, though. Well, I mean, it's not. It, it look if you're into the NFL draft from a media perspective, it's not really a fan event. I don't even know what exactly fans can get into. They can get into a couple things here and there, but really, it's a it's a media event. And obviously, the basic point of it is we're being introduced broadly to all the different prospects, right? Obviously, this year, from the Washington perspective, we care about the quarterbacks: Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Matt Corral. Desmond Ritter and others, and you're getting them there. That they're at the podium. Each one gets about a 15 minute session. You're, you're there with dozens of other reporters to ask them questions. Also, the coaches and general managers are there. Obviously, Ron Rivera, Martin Mayhew both spoke. We'll talk about some things that they had to say that I found interesting. 
this week as well. Um, and there's a lot of business that goes on around along with that. There's Radio Row. Um, you know, your our, our friend JP Finley was doing his show out from out there a little bit. That's ostensibly why everybody's there. Now, why everybody is really there is twofold. One, from the football perspective, they're there because free agency is around the corner. Free agency starts in March 16th. The the legal tampering period, air quotes on the legal tampering, starts March 14th. But realistically, this is the point where teams are starting to have the face-to-face conversation. The agent who happens to represent some prospect in the draft may also represent a free agent on some other team. And, oh, how's, uh, how's it going? What's going on? What's up? Or, or, or maybe it represents agents for the team that you have. And, and Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew told us that Washington would intend to talk to the agents out there for uh, J.D. McKissick and Cam Sims and Bobby McCain and also Terry McLaurin has a contract extension there. In fact, we're expected to speak today to his agent today. Um, but from the media perspective, the other component, though, is everybody in the league is basically there. And when I mean everybody, I mean basically everybody. You've got people from all the different 32 teams, coaches, executives. Uh, there may be former players there. And because Indianapolis, it, it's a city, but it's not New York. It's not Washington, D.C. even. It's a it's a tight downtown area, and everybody kind of knows where you go. There's like a handful of places. There's the, the convention center. It's a really good setup. Huge convention center where they have all the events. But attached to that, you have multiple ho- hotels. And within the hotel, hotels are the hotel bar. There's like a sports bar in, inside the JW Marriott that people go to. And you just go there and you hang out. Now, it's no different than if you went to the local bar over here, right? Except that everybody is there. We're all trapped together because we're all from out of town, more or less. And so you hang out there. And yes, you're enjoying yourself, but with a purpose. Oh, wait a minute. There's a coach from perhaps a team that I may cover. Or perhaps there's somebody who used to be on a team that I cover. Or maybe there's somebody that I would like to know or whatever it is. And you... Have the, the small talk and the socializing and all that. The problem is, well, no, that the bar scene goes on until whenever. And you can leave, go to bed, and that may be the smart choice. But if you want to make sure you're not missing anything or you want to be talking to people, you have to stay out late. But here's where the problem is. If, you know, you're a young guy, I'm sure if you went out on a Friday or Saturday night, you might say, well, I can sleep in the next day. Right. Well, like, for example, the quarterbacks the next morning – we're at the podium at 8 a.m. So you got to be up. Quick turnaround is what you're saying. If you want to be responsible and remember why you're there. I mean, ultimately, you are there to cover the draft. But the other parts are very important as well. And all I'm saying is, again, no woe is me. We don't need to, we don't need to talk. You know, no, no, you know, you don't, no charity needed. If, <laughs> I, I will take uh, – I, I could use a, 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 a foot – like, I, I need maybe like a uh, – one of those like foot massage things for your house, like you know, like a little tub, whatever you had to put to put your foot in. Doctor Scholl's machine, something. I could use that because it was a lot of walking. I, I checked my uh, my phone keeps track of my steps, and it was like twelve thousand um, each day, maybe even more. For some people, that may be nothing. For me, that was a let's just say that was a big step up from usually sitting on my couch. And anyway, the point is, it's been a long few days. I am back though, and I'm excited to talk with you guys till nine o'clock with Linnell helping keep me propped up. Um, here's the guest, we, guest line, the guest we have planned for the show to get us through here. 
At 7 o'clock, we're going to talk to my colleague at The Athletic, John Machota, who covers the Dallas Cowboys, because today it was reported that the Cowboys are expected to release Amari Cooper before uh, the new year begins. They're going to save a bunch of money on the cap. That also puts another big-time receiver out in the out in the market. And if we recall, in 2020, Ron Rivera's first offseason here, Washington made a big, big play to get Amari Cooper. They actually offered him more money than he eventually took with Dallas. So we're going to talk to John Machota about what's going on there and could Amari Cooper be appealing for the commanders. Uh, at 7.30, Trevor Sikama, who covers the NFL draft for Pro Football Focus, we're going to just get uh, into the nitty-gritty about the prospects. We'll talk about some of the rookies. We'll talk about some options for Washington at 11 beyond quarterback. I know, Linnell, you were watching the NFL Network yesterday when they had all the the, the wide receivers running these insane times that were eventually dialed back a little yeah, it was, bit. That was, that was the strange part. It's like kind you of get, get steamed right? up for everybody, and then you realize the numbers are fraudulent. <laughs> right. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's still, it's still uh, impressive to watch these guys fly down the track, but nonetheless, a little bit of a buzzkill when you see Chris Olave is not literally flying, but he was, it seemed like it was close to it. Yeah. Um, at 8 o'clock, uh, our friend Michael Phillips from the Richmond Times-Dispatch will be on. He is the official mayor of, well, the unofficial mayor, I guess I should say, of Richmond, <laughs> which is means perfect person to have on on the day that Russell Wilson was mentioned in the news because, and I confirm this as well, that Washington made an offer for Russell Wilson. Shockingly, Lionel, it was rejected. No. And, yeah. Big shock, but no way, Washington right. is trying, and we're going to talk about the quarterback search, plus maybe some stadium talk with Michael. And then at 8.30, I usually do, do these shows with Britt Giroli, uh, who covers Major League Baseball for The Athletic. She is on assignment, but I coerced her into coming on the show in the last half hour to explain to us why Major League Baseball just just does not like us. Why do they, res- why do they continue to keep their sport in lockdown when the world just wants to see baseball play. So we've got a ton to get to. And, of course, I will share what I've heard about uh, Washington and the quarterback search. In fact, in the next segment, we're going to get to talking about the veteran market, not just Russell Wilson. Who else might they be involved with? What's the reality? And, Linnell, here's the question of the day. After all this talk that Washington is going for these moves, the question is, do you appreciate the attempt that Washington is making, or will you be perturbed if they fail to land a big name. You can call 800-636-1067. We'll take your calls. I'll talk commander's plans. We'll talk to Linnell about whatever's going on in his life. All that and more here on 106.7 The Fan. Well, there's... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There's an old saying, what are you willing to pay for that, uh, that, uh, that, that major league baseball card? Whatever you pay, that's what you think the value is. You know, so in, you know, when you get into these negotiations with, with another team, it's whatever they're asking for, is it what you're willing to pay for, then that's what it is. I mean, to sit there and say what is or isn't, who knows? You know, does anybody really care what was, what was traded for, for, for Matthew Stafford last year? No. So who knows? That was Ron Rivera speaking with reporters at the NFL Combine. I believe that was on Tuesday. The days have blurred together here, but I know it is Friday. I believe my name is Ben Standig. I know I cover the uh, cover the Commanders for the Athletic, and I'm with you till nine o'clock, talking about the Washington Commanders. Their off season. We're going to talk about the veteran quarterbacks. The report that was just out there that I confirmed about Washington making a, a an offer to Seattle for Russell Wilson that the Seahawks, I'll to say politely declined. Maybe they were maybe they aggressively shot it down. Don't know for sure on that. Cannot confirm to what degree they responded, but they were told no. And really, Linnell, this is the thing, right? Washington is making it very apparent they are trying to get a quarterback. And we want to discuss some of the the considerations here in a second, but the question of the night, as I posed at the end of the last segment for folks is, do you appreciate the attempt that Washington is making very public, that they they are letting everybody know they are trying to get a quarterback? Or... Is that not enough? Are you going to be perturbed if they actually fail to get one of these players? And granted, nobody may be available. It's not like they're the only team trying to get a quarterback, and it's possible that nobody is available. But at the moment, they're the ones who really are making a public statement to get one. So if you want to weigh in on this, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. and I'm a bit of a of a cynic here. Like, of course they made an offer. They they right. they they've been. I didn't need anybody to tell me that they would make an offer. But when Russ, when Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew were saying they're inquiring around as to what's going on, I mean, obviously, and plus Russell Wilson's been in the news a ton. Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are the two guys that we know to be potentially available. Hey, I, I would. I, I don't. I have. I don't think I talked to a single person in the combine or at all um, who believes that either one of them will be actually available. And I think Seattle shot it down more than Green Bay did. But nonetheless, sure, if you're going to front that you're calling around, obviously you're going to call, and you might as well make an offer to Russell Wilson what, uh, to Seattle. Why not? With these veterans being available, I feel like that was more of a media-driven narrative. I don't think Russell Wilson was actually available. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was, was actually available. 
to answer your question, do I appreciate the effort? I, I guess doing your job. I mean, everyone knows we need a quarterback. I would hope that they're shopping around trying to give out offers and trying to, you know, see who's available. But I don't. I feel like this is more of a preparing for a soft landing when when Mitch Trubisky ends up as the quarterback. You <laughs> well, know. Well, that's the thing, though, right? Like, like I said, it's not like Washington is the only team that needs a quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers said goodbye to Ben Roethlisberger, and you know they're not. Being, they're, not, they're not comfortable going with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. The Carolina Panthers have made all kinds of attempts to solve uh, their quarterback situation. They still have Sam Darnold, but he was very disappointing last year, and I've been told and have written about this that they're going to be in the mix as well. The Denver Broncos are moving on from Teddy Bridgewater, it appears. They definitely want a quarterback, and there are other teams as well, even a team like the Philadelphia Eagles who have a young guy in Jalen Hurts. They also have three number one picks, and I'm sure are open to moving some of those picks if they could get a significant upgrade. But Washington is the one that is very much advocating this publicly. That, that There's constantly, you know, again, forget whatever this, whatever this report is tonight and all that. Ron Rivera and it was very clear that they are trying to do this. He, he pitches constantly that Washington is in the mix for a, a quarterback. And that's what is interesting about this. And look, at, at the Combine, you know, I was there when, Pete Carroll was asked about Russell Wilson, and he kind of found it amusing. I actually asked him, does he find it amusing that there's so much interest? He goes, oh, this is nothing. Last year, Russell Wilson's <laughs> agent came right. out and said, here's a list of four teams he, Russell Wilson would be willing to go to, but now that he's being asked for a trade. This year, it's just garden variety. Maybe he moves, maybe he doesn't. Obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco, they have basically telegraphed that he is likely to move perhaps a little bit of a complication with a, a recent uh, with news that he's going to get shoulder surgery. We'll see. Then you have other situations like Derek Carr with the Raiders. Does he get an extension? Do the Vikings stay with Kirk Cousins? I think they will. Matt Ryan in Atlanta. He's got a huge salary cap hit. I, I don't think any of these guys are going to get moved unless you, you – I don't even know what an offer would take because the reality is, Linnell, the gap between the haves and the have-nots at quarterback is larger than than it's ever been. And I think teams realize that if you trade one of these guys away, you have to be prepared to start over or take the potential hit from your fan base as to, hey, wait a minute, maybe this guy wasn't great, but now we have not much. And I don't think teams right now are, are, are willing to do that um, unless you know that, hey, we're going to be at the bottom and we need to rebuild anyway. And I, I hope they're not spending all their time talking to you know opposing GMs about trading for a quarterback. I hope they're talking to some of the agents of these free agent guys because in all actuality, that's the route most likely they're going to have to go. As you've mentioned, none of these guys are truly available. You know, I don't mean to pick on the media, Ben, but I feel like a lot of these guys being available was a media-driven narrative. It wasn't true. You know, it was cr- kind of created by you guys, the big fancy people to go to the combo. Um, there, there is, I mean, there is some of that, but I, I just think also the market is tighter. But also there are questions. Will the Raiders give if their car wants $40 million a year, whatever the number is, are they going to pay that? He's good, but he's not Tom Brady. That's a ton of money for a guy who's going to eat up a lot of your cap. So what do they do? Similar situation with Kirk Cousins. He's got a huge cap hit. We all get it. Kirk Cousins is good. He's just not, he has not shown that he's going to take you to the top. But if you let him go, then what happens? Um, Lenell, what do you think? Can we we'll squeeze in one call here before we get to a break? We've got Jim from Tyson's. I assume, Jim, you want to talk? about the commander's quarterback search. You're on here with Ben Standig on overtime. Thank you, Ben. Uh, I think this, this, the target audience on, on this today 
is six GMs and six agents, as Darnell just said there. Uh, it's for the second tier. It's to show that Washington's going to be a player, that they want to throw money around to get someone that they're working to improve the position. And they want to make sure that Trubisky and Jimmy G and all the agents and coaches know that they're going to be a player on that. Um, from, from my perspective, I really will be disappointed if we get a $25 million a year second-tier quarterback when we could draft a decent, decent chance and have um, Taylor there for a second year, and he only can get better. He can't get worse, even though he's not the solution. So that's my take. Jim, I appreciate the call. And, you know, look, I think to a degree, if you can get enough people to believe that, hey, we did everything we could, we really tried, but look, hey, we it just didn't work out. These guys didn't get traded. So when we do land on a Mitch Trubisky, which has been the popular name, and it's interesting that it's become the popular name, but I will say that there was a lot of momentum about that name when I was out at the Combine. And... I think there's an interesting component to that. We'll get into that a little bit later, why I think there's actually a, a way here that Washington can truly advocate for a plan that involves a Mitch Trubisky type that could be a good sales pitch that I have not heard them use. I wrote about this a little bit the other day on The Athletic. We can get to it more in a little bit. But the bottom line is this has been the most likely scenario for some time, whether it's Trubisky or Marcus Mariota or a Teddy Bridgewater, maybe a Jameis Winston, one of these free agent quarterbacks. Because until the bigger names are available in trades, that's they're not actual options. You can try, and you need to wait, I think, just to make sure they're not available. And that's why I think we're all sort of stuck right now. Until we definitively know 100% that Aaron Rodgers is staying put, that Russell Wilson's agent doesn't once again come out with a list and say, well, we might be open to doing something. Until we know that the Raiders and Derek Carr haven't broken down into negotiations, you got to have to keep kicking those tires, but at the same point, when you do it so publicly, it becomes a little more complicated. Um, we're going to come back with more of your calls. Alexis and DC stay on hold. Everybody else stay on hold as well. Ben standing here with you till 9 o'clock, talking Washington Commanders quarterback search on 1067 The Fan. Welcome back to Overtime on 1067 The Fan. Ben standing here. I cover the Commanders for the Athletic with you till 9 o'clock. But this particular segment is brought to you by Sarah and Debbie Reynolds from Keller Williams Realty. Make it easy to sell your home with guarantees, buyers, and programs like Zero Commission and Cash Offers. Learn more, plan ahead, and call 844-654-SOLD today. Uh, we're going to keep talking about the Washington Commanders quarterback situation because, of course, that's all we ever do around these parts. But first, we're going to take a deviation because it, we may be talking about a guy, perhaps, that whoever the next quarterback is could be throwing to in these parts. Joining me here on the BetQL guest hotline is my colleague with The Athletic who covers the Dallas Cowboys for The Athletic and who I believe, unlike me, is still in Indianapolis because he is a trooper. I don't know how he's going to keep doing this. But he is a trooper. He is John Machota. Uh, are are you are, are you surviving? This is what day four or so for you. How how, how are you holding up? <laughs> I'm I'm doing well, Ben. But I'm a little disappointed. This is usually one of the big reasons you come out here is because you get about an hour, a little over an hour, with Jerry Jones on their Cowboys bus, and we found out a few hours ago that that will not be going down this year. Uh, Jerry's still back in Dallas, uh, 
at first we were told it was a medical issue and then since have been told that it was he's working on something business related uh with roger goodell so i don't know what to believe anymore i just know that he's not out here and we're not going to get to go on the bus and interview him so a little disappointing uh probably we're going to get some good information from that because generally speaking anytime we sit down with jerry there's always uh some type of headline that comes out of it so uh yeah i'm here i'm here for another day um but yeah good times yeah, and you know, obviously that is disappointing if you know if you're going out there and especially you know the guy he is literally the man in charge of the whole situation. And I was explaining to people at the top of the show a little bit of the scene, and I didn't get into all the details, but part I was explaining that socially everybody is sort of in this tight downtown area, and there's a handful of bars and restaurants of people to go to, and kind of at the end of the night, there's one steakhouse in downtown that people congregate at. And Jerry Jones has when this, this is the first year we're back since the pandemic started, but in previous years, Jerry Jones is in there. His Dallas Cowboys bus is parked outside. I mean, it is quite the scene. You have all these like ragged sports, sports reporters in there. And here is this billionaire owner just hanging out with the people. Well, yeah. And he likes that. I mean, he likes, you know, I mean, it's the only team that has a bus like that. He likes, you know, to, for it to be seen. He wants, he wants people talking about the Dallas Cowboys. So that's not, I mean, it's just the way that he, he's always been, and that's the way that they'll always be under his ownership. So, yeah, none of that is none of that is a surprise. Um, uh, but I will say we're in times right now where there is certainly a subject that he doesn't want to really talk about, and that's, uh, you know, that story that came out in ESPN uh, about, uh, you know, t- a former team executive uh, who worked with public relations who was, you know, since retired and uh, involved a $2.4 million settlement uh, with four former Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Uh, and that's not, that's not the type of publicity Jerry Jones wants for the Dallas Cowboys. Like he doesn't care about any of the football side stuff. Like if you want to sit there and talk about like, you know, does Dak deserve another contract, which obviously that was more of a topic a year ago, or this Amari Cooper situation or Michael Gallup or anything with the team, or, you know, you can bash them for, you know, losing this game or not doing that, whatever. But when it becomes the off the field stuff, he, he would like to distance himself from a lot of that publicity. And that's clearly uh, one of the biggest you know stories in the NFL right now. Absolutely. And, we, you know, in these parts, we're aware of off-the-field stories becoming uh, m- major topics for teams. So you've got to go through that right now. Um, but you do have an on-the-field topic, and that's kind of why I reached out to you today. It's always a fun opportunity to chat with you. But, all right, here we go. We've, we've been kind of waiting for when our players around the league, veteran players and big names, going to start becoming salary cap casualties. And it looks like today is, is a big one. There's re- reporting out there that Dallas will likely release wide receiver Amari Cooper before the start of the new year. Now, this had been out there for a little bit. It looks like the Cowboys would save roughly $16 million towards their salary cap on a $22 million con- uh, salary this year or salary cap hit this year. The question I have for you is, why, though, do it? I get it's a big number, but he's a very good player. So why, what what did Dallas do to put themselves in this position to decide they want to move on from him? Yeah, I mean, when you pay him on an average $20 million per year, five-year deal, $100 million, uh, you know, that's when you're making him one of the highest-paid receivers in the league. And so you want that type of production. And he didn't produce like that this past year. Um, now you can make the argument that's also because he wasn't targeted like the elite receivers. There was, I think it was, I think it was around 16th, highest targeted wide receiver in the league. Well, give him the top 10 targets and he'll probably give you that type of reduction. I mean, he led the team, or he tied for the team league with uh, eight touchdown receptions, but 
his receiving yards and his and his receptions were down from from previous years. And you know the Cowboys have said this isn't the case, but uh, I keep going back to I, I know they weren't happy that you know he didn't get vaccinated, end up miss, missing two games in a key part of the season uh, where they you know obviously needed him. He was you know you can make the argument Ceedee Lamb has elevated himself to the number one wide receiver spot, and that also factors in. You know there was a time down here where uh, or in Dallas where you know they needed a number one wide receiver, and that's why they traded for him in the middle of that that season because of the fact that they didn't have a number one receiver. Well, they didn't think that Ceedee Lamb was going to fall to him in the draft two years ago, so now they have kind of a guy that is Dak Prescott's number one receiver and here's Mamari Cooper and the way the contract is structured, they can get out of it. And so that's why I believe this is ultimately happening that, you know, the, the thing with amongst Cowboys fans is they sit there and they go, well, why would you get rid of Amari Cooper when he's, he's well outplayed Ezekiel Elliott recently. And I have no issues with anybody that says that, that the difference is that all these contracts are not the same. Yes. Are they both two of the highest paid players in the Cowboys roster? Yes. But the way that their contracts are structured, with the guaranteed money, things like that, like they're not even in the same ballpark. If Ezekiel Elliott had Amari Cooper's contract, they would be getting out of Ezekiel Elliott's contract right now too. Uh, I'm, I'm very, very confident in that. So it is interesting from your perspective because, as everybody has talked about, Washington offered more money when, when, when Amari was in free agency a couple of years ago. And so this makes sense as a, as a potential fit. Uh, he actually turned down more money from Washington to re-sign with the Cowboys. And so uh, that would be interesting if, if – you know, he ended up going to the commanders. So what's interesting from that perspective is one of the big storylines in these parts is that Terry McLaurin is now contract extension eligible. And he has obviously been Washington's best receiver. He's also a face of the franchise type guy, you know, uh, somebody that Ron Rivera can point to as a locker room leader. If Amari Cooper, maybe he doesn't get a, a contract that sniffs $20 million annual average salary, but he's going to be a, a, a big name out there. Guys like Devontae Adams and uh, you know Mike Williams with the Chargers, they may not actually be free agents. They may get tagged, so Cooper could easily be one of the top two or three guys available. If you're, I don't personally like the idea of possibly giving Terry McLaurin a huge extension and then also giving another receiver big money. Plus, they still have Curtis Samuel. But based on having watched Cooper, do you think it makes sense for a team like Washington that needs a little more punch to add him with those other pieces? So my personal opinion is no. I would not pay two receivers big time money. I would. I just feel like every year in the draft that you can get quality receivers in all different rounds. That might be the position that you can do that more so than any other position. And if you didn't have Terry McLaurin, then yeah, I'd say yeah, you know, go get Amari Cooper. Let him be your number one. But I think Amari Cooper is better off and, and most likely to sign with a team that doesn't have a number one and and has a team that that's like the piece that they're missing is. Uh, you know, a veteran leader that can be one of the top receivers in the league and produce at a high level like that. So if I was Washington, no, I probably wouldn't be interested in that uh, right now. I would, I'd keep scary Terry and I'd find another receiver in the second or third round and keep it rolling that way. I just, the way that the college games change, I just believe that there's always going to be good wide receivers out there. Obviously I'm not an NFL scout. People can call me an idiot. That's fine. But it's just one of those positions. If, if it was a different position, uh, I would think differently, but at wide receiver, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be put, taking up that much of my salary cap on, on two wide receivers. I couldn't agree with you more. I talk about this all the time, and like I said, they already gave Curtis Samuel a pretty good contract last year. He just didn't play because of the injuries, so they're already paying two guys. So I'm with you. It just it, I, it's just not how I would look to build a team. Plus, we have questions about their their quarterback. Are you even going to maximize all that receiving re- receiving talent? 
with a Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota. Um, we're talking with our Cowboys insider for the Athletic, John Machota. So Dallas's offense last year, though, you had CeeDee Lamb, you had Amari Cooper, you had Michael Gallup before his injury, Cedric Wilson as well. That was, to me at least, the strength of that offense. For whatever the reason, if you take Cooper away, that you lose a little bit. I saw that there was some notion that Gallup could be resigning soon, but he's coming off an ACL injury. Wilson's a free agent, right? So does Dallas, even no, even if it makes sense money-wise to do this, how much is this going to hurt their offense, though? Because that was, I thought, the strength of their unit last year. It was a strength last year. But I will say, going back to 2016, and this is even with, obviously, a franchise quarterback making elite money, I, this team is just built off of a strong offensive line and, and a quality running game. And then everything falls into place after it. It's almost like a little bit like Tennessee. That's the way it was built. That's why Ezekiel Elliott got the big contract. That's why they spent all that money and all those first-round picks on offensive linemen. That's, that was the way Jason Garrett built the team. And while you change head coaches, it's not like the players automatically change. You, you have a lot of these guys under contract, and so you have to kind of adapt with it. And I just feel like Dak's at his best when he has – he has to have a quality running game there as well to, to max out his potential, to max out the receiver's potential. I just didn't – you just saw when they played good teams last year, It the whole thing going into the season was like, well, we're just going to take whatever the defense gives us. They want to put a bunch of guys in the box? That's fine. We'll throw on them all day long. Uh, you, you, And then so what happened is teams would be like, okay, we're not going to put a bunch of guys in the box. Run it on us. And they weren't having the success running that you would hope that they would have with that offensive line with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. And because of that, everything else became more difficult. You know, you see, see teams playing more too deep safety and daring you to try and go deep on them and, and what would happen is, yeah, the, the offense was built to dink and dunk and be able to do the underneath stuff if you wanted to. Problem was, it's the most penalized team in the NFL. And so what would happen is, you get a first down, maybe two, and then all of a sudden, here's a holding call. Here's a false start. And now all of a sudden, the, the drive just bogs down. And then now, now all of a sudden, you're not putting anything together. And so, you know, some of those numbers last year are fool's gold because they were put up against, let's just be honest, we cover the worst <laughs> division in football. I mean, that's I mean, I it's really what it is. Games. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the worst division of football. That camouflaged a lot. I mean, let's not act like that San Francisco 49ers wildcard loss is some outlier. They played just as poorly a few weeks before that against an Arizona Cardinals team that played awful during the last month of the season, except when they played the Cowboys. So this was heading in a bad direction for a while. Um, I know there are a lot of people listening who just absolutely can't stand the Cowboys, but I'm telling you, you I love John Machota's coverage. You should, too. Go follow him on Twitter. At John J O N Machota, uh, go read him on the Athletic uh, after you, you know, after you finish reading me. Then go read him, uh, John. Man, I appreciate it. It was great seeing you in Indy. Stay safe, get some rest, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on. All right, we're, we've got plenty more to discuss. We've got Commanders quarterback situation. I'm going to tell you next what is the sales pitch. I actually think the Commanders should be pitching to everybody rather than just saying we're going for the big names. All that and more here on 106.7 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. To overtime on 106.7 The Fan, Ben Standing here with you until 9 o'clock. Linnell is with me here, hopefully until that time, because otherwise I don't know how I'm going to get on the air. Uh, so we, we, we're going to be talking a bunch about the Washington Commanders, and I want to tell you guys in a second, the way if I were them, I would be maybe making a sales pitch, but we've had Alexis from D.C. on hold here for a long minute. I don't want to be rude and keep talking. So Alexis, uh, what do you got with uh, Ben Sandick here on Overtime? Well, you know, the thing about Washington seems to be desperate. And my thing is that when Ron Rivera first was the coach of the team and he had the second pick overall, he could have got Justin Herbert, could have been his uh, quarterback instead of uh, Chase Young. And Washington always seems to be desperate. And now in his third year, he's trying to, you know, get a home run swing. He's trying to get somebody that Washington, that the fans will, you know, embrace now in his third year. So it's just like baseball. You know, the owners come at the last minute, and then they make a pitch. And then they say, oh, it didn't work out. And that's how I feel what the organization of Washington is doing now. Oh, okay, we made a pitch, but we didn't get who we wanted to get. But you had your chance to get the quarterback for the future two years ago. When but you but, but got Alexis, 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 what, wasn't, wasn't Dwayne Haskins under contract? Wasn't Dwayne ha- Haskins supposed to be the quarterback of the future at that time when they selected Chase Young? I get very annoyed with that narrative. As fans, we know this was the second going into year two of your first-round draft pick from the year before. You don't cut bait with a starting quarterback that's a first-round quarterback without getting 16 starts under his belt. At that time, he hadn't even played a full season. So I I think it would have been too soon, and you would have been crying that he cut bait too quick. Well, is it the organization or is it Ron Rivera who has a five-year plan or whatever? So that's why I said you said you cut bait. But if you're most new um, um, man coaches, when they come in, they get the quarterback who they want, correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, so, uh, Alexis, I appreciate the call, and I think you make a good point. Okay. And, and Linnell, I totally get where you're coming from. Let, let me just phrase it like this. I think a, a huge question, if we could give Ron Rivera some truth serum, the question is, when you took the job, even if Dan Snyder never said to you, you have to start Dwayne Haskins, how much did you recognize when you're talking to him about what you would do? You know in your head, you heard all the stories, 
that Dan Snyder pushed for this team to get Dwayne Haskins. And there was some notion at the end of Haskins' rookie year that there was some improvement. And, you know, obviously that that, fought, that last year under Jay Gruden and Bill Callahan was a bit chaotic. And maybe you could say, well, I don't know what to make of Haskins, so maybe we should give him that shot. Even if Dan Snyder never says anything because you know he likes it. Now, for me personally, I was out on Haskins when he did the selfie bit, which was at the end of his rookie year. And uh, to me, plus there was also a lot of um, question marks about him coming into the draft. Things have played out. And we don't have to go into the whole deal again. So it's while I totally get the point that they could have done something with Justin Herbert is a little bit of Monday morning quarterbacking. Plus, they may have gone for two at Tunga Viola anyway. I, I can't say definitively what they would have done. I've heard some sort of mixed views about what they would have done. So it's tough. But the larger point is, I actually think Linnell last year is where they maybe have made the mistake. I was advocating that they should consider taking Davis Mills in the second round. That's not something I'm just saying now. I wrote about it back then. His issues were injuries, not talent. Maybe he doesn't stay healthy in his career. We don't know. And who knows? if he even turns into a viable starter, but he did look fairly interesting last year. And whether he becomes a, a, a legit starter or not, right now, Washington can say, hey, we have a guy who, who, who we can possibly build here with. That's interesting. What, what Washington lacks right now is hope, and that is the real problem. There's no guarantee. You could pick any of these rookie quarterbacks you want. There's no guarantee that any of them will become the player. But the point is there is no hope, which is why Linnell – this is the two-point plan, the, the two-pronged plan that I would advocate if I was Washington. Last year when they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, a 38-year-old guy who obviously there's some positives there, but at the end of the day, he was going to be a 39-year-old free agent after this year after this season no matter what. I suggested they pick one of these free agents who they think they can fix. A younger guy though, who maybe is their Ryan Tannehill, the way the Titans took that a guy who Miami sort of discarded and he became a pretty decent quarterback. Again, he's not great, but you can win some games with him. He's had some good success. I think that's what they need to do this year. And if you look at it like this, sure, it would be great to get the Russell Wilson type. But if you go with a Mitch Trubisky, a guy who a lot of people in the league still think has potential. He's an athletic guy. He did win more than he lost as a starter in Chicago. They went, they went to the playoffs twice with him at quarterback. Couldn't have been all terrible. That's path one. And it won't even cost you that much to see maybe he is a guy. And if he turns into a real guy, you only give him a one-year deal, you can go franchise tag and kind of go that game. But then you also draft a quarterback. Now, whether it's at 11, whether that's Pickett or Willis at 11, maybe you get a guy like Desmond Ritter in the second round, who I know Washington has had some interest in. That gives you two paths. Now, maybe neither of them pan out. But it, instead of last year, you had zero paths for a long-term answer. Now you have two. And I think, to me, this is the best and most realistic hope they have. That, to me, is a, is a plan I think some fans would get behind because it is a hope. And right now, that is really what this game is about, buying hope. Yeah, I agree with you. And, I, and from the standpoint of this, what, what other options do they really have? I mean, besides those two that you just named, realistically speaking, that, that those are the only two options they have right now, in my opinion. Right, uh, right. until Atlanta says... We're willing to take this huge cap hit on Matt Ryan and do something there. He's not available. Uh, until the Raiders say, hey, Derek Carr, we appreciate you, but we're not going to pay you the money that you're going to want, then you're out. Until the Vikings say to Kirk Cousins, hey, we, you know, 
we're not going to give you a three-year deal or whatever it is that's going to make his current cap hit that's like around $35 million, knock that down. He's not available. And we can keep going through this. None of these guys are available other than Jimmy Garoppolo, who, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is an interesting guy. He's also got an injury history. And if you're Washington or other teams, that's a big factor, especially he's also got only one year less left. If you give up a second-round pick to get the guy, he he would be better than what you have right now, but are you going to give him a multi-year extension knowing the injury risk, or are you going to give up a second-round pick, keep him for one year, hope that's good enough, and see what happens? That's a risk. But if you go this other path, maybe you, you give yourself two shots at getting a long-term starter. That's more than they have right now. And like I said, at the end of the day, the goal is to win, but you got to give fans hope. And right now, especially, we know all the all the negative headlines surrounding this team. Hope is a good thing, right? I mean, it's what uh, Tim Robbins kept telling Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption. Hope is a good frame, good thing. Uh, Morgan Freeman didn't believe it, but right. <laughs> we saw how that movie ended. I think I think he was right on that. All right, we've got a bunch more to discuss. I told you I was at the combine. Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus, he's there now. He's all about the draft. We're going to get into the prospects, options at 11, that and more here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.